It is NFL Draft Week in the WFMI Browns cast, making its debut, I guess, since it's a new name. Uh, I'm your host, Josh Plaw, with welcoming back Joe Gilbert. It seems like we haven't talked forever on this podcast because it's been, it literally seems like it's been, I guess it has been months, but it seems like it's been years yeah. since the Browns played, to be <laughs> honest. So we're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. This this waitingfornextyear.com official podcast is brought to you by the Evergreen Podcast Network, like usual, every other time. Yeah, let's talk. And we're here. We're just going to talk NFL drafts, recap the Browns offseason so far, which seems like it's been, like I said, it's been uh, over a year now, even though it's only been a few months. Let's just talk Browns. I mean, we haven't been on here to talk Browns other than the trade uh like five six weeks ago so yeah let's just talk browns joe first off how are you doing and secondly are you excited for the nfl draft how do you feel about the browns everything and everything in between yeah yeah it's good to be back um yeah i'm I'm excited it's obviously weird not having a first round pick as a browns fan how many how many years have we lived by the draft in the first round so it's gonna be a little weird yeah, the um, NFL but... draft is our Super Bowl, and now we like can't participate. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's it's like we're starting at uh, the the third quarter or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting one. But there's uh, it's a it's a draft that's gonna be uh, pretty deep. So uh, I think there, there's a lot of opportunities there, and we'll see how it goes. And we'll see how the first round goes, and gotta be a by, uh, watchers rather than actually doing something. So yeah, it's been a it's been a exciting offseason to say the least uh exciting intriguing um obviously newsworthy um but yeah by newsworthy you mean like the biggest news of the offseason was obj selling his house right that's true yeah that's definitely true 3.3 million if you got that you got Man. that one day, anyway. one day, the WFMY podcast family will be able to afford that. I promise. <laughs> we have it in our coffers. So don't, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. But I guess first things first, damn it. I, I just, I just said that. Now I'm thinking first things first on the realist. Um, <laughs> let's talk, I guess. I know. Well, speaking, I'm going to plug this multiple times. Joe Gilbert is the waiting for next year's go-to NFL draft guy. He writes, I mean, he's written, it seems like 20-ish articles probably about this uh, this Thursday through Saturday's NFL draft. Broke down every position, the top five at every position, his freaking big, his NFL draft big board top 50, which he explained every guy. So if you haven't yet, please go check that out. Not now because you're watching us, but go check it out after. Seriously. Just go to uh, waitingforextra.com and search Browns, and just probably 99% of the Browns stuff lately has been Joe. So just look at every – if you want to know about a single player, whether it's a position, specific player, who's the best player in the draft, top 50 players, just go check out Joe's stuff because it's fantastic. Secondly, Joe, if you uh, – I guess we're not even going to talk Browns first. How do you feel about the first round of the draft? Um, I know the NFL or the quarterback class is very weak this year. Although who knows? I mean, we're saying it's very weak now. I guess we can't really call it very weak until like five years from now. <laughs> How many quarterbacks do you think will go in the first round? And where do you think the quarterbacks will end up in the first round? That's a great question. Um, 
I think I think in the end, I think there will be three. I'm asking I'm asking for betting purposes, but consider. <laughs> I think you'll get three. I think Willis and Pickett are definitely, I think, our first rounders that they'll go. And then the third one might be Ritter um, from Cincinnati. It's going to be interesting to see that third one, if that actually happens. And then where it goes, where they go, is probably the biggest wild card. Every year we always talk about, oh, the quarterbacks aren't good, but it's somehow they always fly up the board. So I, I would not be surprised if a top – I would say Willis uh, will go top 10. That will be my prediction. So Willis um, not to the Steelers? No. Well, they, I, I've i heard that they're going to be pretty aggressive, the Steelers, so um, they they might actually trade up. We'll, we'll see. Um I would be extremely happy if they mortgage their draft to pick one of these quarterbacks because, as as if you guys read my top uh, fifty big board, uh, the the top one is Willis in my opinion, and and I have him at number thirty one, so barely a first, barely uh, top thirty two. So um, I would be ecstatic if they uh, wasted a pick on a quarterback and not taking uh, some other position that could help them better. But by wasting a pick, he means a first round pick. But yeah. I take it because you know the Steelers are going to be quarterback. I mean, right now right. they're leaning on uh, Mitch Trubisky, Ohio's own. So that's not certainly not great. Although I'm sure we're saying that, and it's the Steelers, so I'm sure he'll have like a Pro Bowl season and dominate the Browns. But it is what it is. Um, and speaking of quarterbacks, I know Carolina at number six. That is a very intriguing option, both for a draft yeah. quarterback. And for, I mean, the topic of the day and probably the week for the Browns, a bunch, Baker Mayfield. If they don't draft a quarterback at number six, I have a feeling that that is basically saying we are trading for Baker Mayfield. Am I correct in that sentiment? I, I That's what that's what my assumption is, too. I think uh, I've always predicted that um, he'll get traded on day two of the draft. And I, I just think if Carolina doesn't pick quarterback, which it's sounding like he, they're not going to um, at six, but uh, so I, I that that team just looks like a perfect combination for Baker. I think they'll maybe trade like a fourth or a fifth rounder for him. I, it's crazy how how much his uh, value has gone down, but I, it just seems like the perfect fit. Seattle would be the other team, but. Um, you, you never know with Pete Carroll. I don't know what they're doing over there. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. That's the that's probably the storyline of the first uh, first round for the Browns fans. If you want to watch the the first round, is just see which teams pick their quarterback and which don't, and then you can kind of they kind of kind of see uh, who who who's in the market. Um, Garoppolo is still out there. I don't know if San Francisco is going to trade him or not. So that's just uh, keep in mind as you watch the first round to see who who actually gets picks their quarterback and who doesn't. And for context, the Panthers' starting quarterback right now is Sam Darnold, and Seahawks' starting quarterback right now is Drew Locke, who they acquired from Denver in the trade that sent Russell Wilson to Broncos. And they also have uh, Geno. I would say they also have Geno Smith. So yeah, I mean, I've been seeing that the Browns might get a fourth or fifth round pick for him, which would be day. Three. three. Okay, what 
day three, three right? Because mm-hmm. two and three are Friday night. Um, right. And they'll have to eat some of that $18 million salary cap. But then again, it's Jimmy Haslam's money, right. so I don't really care about eating salary cap. I and, would, we, I'm, and it's, it's only one year, and it's... Yeah, I, I, I mean, j- just charge an extra ten cents for gas, and make that up in no time. <laughs> yeah, the the interesting part I think is like, in terms of like, obviously this quarterback class is not not very good. Picking Baker might be actually the best choice because he, he's only one year, and then you you run into next season's draft class, which could be one of the best in in quite a while. Um, you got you got Stroud and. You got Bryce Young from uh, Alabama, so and there's few other guys that are in smaller schools that are pretty good too. So it might be actually smarter to kind of punt this quarterback class and go with a short term option in Baker and uh, and kind of go from there for try to get next year's uh, quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean I love CJ Stroud as a Buckeye, yeah. so. Yeah. I just hope he goes to the right situation, but we have a year to talk about that. Yeah. Um, I guess let's talk the most important, one of the most important things, especially concerning the Browns in the draft. Wide receiver. Unlike the quarterback class, wide receiver class is expected and is loaded. It is absolutely loaded, loaded. from, I mean, from the top is very loaded, but I mean, even six, five through 10, six through 10 guys, they can be instant contributors and, I mean, I'm not going to say like all pros or anything yet, but there's the, it is a very good draft class. So if let's just assume Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, and for those of you that don't know, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are both uh, Ohio State guys. Drake London, USC. Mm-hmm. Um, let's assume those three are gone by pick 44, which is the first pick that Cleveland has in the draft. Who would be your like – home run pick if you were to pick a wide receiver assuming the top guys are gone that's a good question um i would say probably george pickens from georgia um he's pretty good and then sky Moore from western michigan um both both guys are really good athletes um Pickens is more of a, a bigger uh, target, and um, and then Sky Moore is more of a playmaker after the catch. So uh, the the Browns just need someone to go with um, Amari Cooper. I, that's one of the <laughs> trades that you kind of kind of forget about that Amari Cooper is a Brown mouse. <laughs> kind of. I guess uh, let's. By the way, I guess we have to stop, and because we did yeah. say that we'd recap the Browns offseason so far. Amari yeah. Cooper, that trade. It's I mean, it was like, uh, yeah, that, it was like, okay, that's a good trade when it first happened. But now that the free agent wide receiver market has literally blown up, and like, yeah. Devon, I mean, I'm not going to compare Amari Cooper to Devontae yeah. Adams because Adams is one of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, he just got freaking a bunch of money and that traded to Miami. That Amari Cooper trade, I know some NFL reporters have said it too. That looks an, like an absolute steal. Yeah. Even like, because it's because Cleveland, it would it would be interesting to see if Cleveland tr- tried to trade for him now, what it would take compared to basically leading off the offseason with that before all of these wide receiver trades and acquisitions and signings right. went down. But yeah. I mean, Mar- Amari Cooper, that's a t- top 15 receiver. Yeah. And you traded, I think, a fifth round pick for him. Fifth and round. I mean, yeah, he's owed like three years, 60 million, but there's yeah. outs after this year. Yeah. So I mean, that. Shout out to Andrew Barry on that. I know. <laughs> Look in the head, man. 
yeah, I'm as like if I'm a Browns fan, so I recognize it. But like if I was an NFL fan, I would have completely forgot that Amari Cooper's a Cleveland Brown. I know, right? <laughs> because it happened. I think it it happened the day before free agency started, or somewhere close to it. Yeah, it was. It's got to be one of the best uh, moves of the off season. It's just getting a top fifteen, top twenty receiver for a fifth rounder. His contract is comparatively is really good. Um, it, it's just a. It was a smart move getting that done, and it kind of like before the before the off season started, before the trade, wide receivers by far the biggest problem because he had Jarvis Landry and he was probably going to get cut. Then he had nobody. <laughs> so now you have, you have a guy that you can actually rely on. You have a, a, a guy who's been productive for many, many years in the league. And, and uh, it, it just, it's just a huge, it's a huge burden um, lifted that the Browns don't have to like, just kind of reach for a receiver. They can kind of let the board settle. Um, because this draft is really loaded, and they can get got really good guys contributors in the third round, fourth round. So it's a it was a it was a great move, and uh, and uh, yeah, it's just gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see where where they go and uh, receiver wise. Yeah, so back to receiver in the draft. Now that we talked about Amari Cooper, um, you're good. Sky Moore. Who is the other guy you said? Uh, George Pickens. From uh, Georgia, I, I'm all for George Pickens, especially like seeing if you want to see some cool highlight videos, <laughs> search George Pickens on Twitter and just look at videos because he's a tad, like, he's a tad feisty. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is a guy that like he's not going to hold his motions back on the field. Yeah. I know there's one where he like looks at the opposing sideline, says like watch this and then just nails the guy I mean, <laughs> it could lead to some 15 yard penalties but i think i'm fine i mean the browns yeah. need some like hard-headed dudes like that that aren't, aren't gonna put up a shit yeah yeah it's they gotta last season they kind of got just run over they kind of just seemed lifeless at times didn't they and so it'll be kind of good to get a little kind of energy boost there a little feisty a little feisty just a tad so I guess we'll just go like position by position. Um, mm-hmm. Sticking with offense, running back, by the way, it's Ernest Johnson looks like he was a restricted free agent. looks like he's going to be back. He was not yeah. offered another deal by another team. I think the deadline was like Sunday night. Um, so he'll be RB3. The Browns running back room is once again loaded. Yeah. It is absolutely loaded. loaded. <laughs> uh, they will not be taking a running back unless no, they not. trade one of these, unless they trade Kareem Hunt or Giannis, because, I mean, there's literally no room for him. And so, then you got Demetric Felton, who could be the, that's true too. the next guy. Hopefully he turns in. I mean, the Browns running back room is so loaded right now, plus receiver is pretty loaded, that Demetric Felton could be like a very surprised or a very surprising cut come training camp if they don't have room for him. I mean, I hope they do, but at this point, you never know, honestly. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, um, <laughs> so yeah, quarterback, running back, tight end. I I can't think of the Colorado State. The, I think the best tight end in the group is Colorado State. Yeah, tight end. Trey Trey McBride. Yeah, yeah, he's uh he's number fifty on my uh, big board. And just to go back to the wide receiver. There's I how good it is. There's ten. I had ten in the top fifty. So <laughs> that just shows how good. A perfect <laughs> time to need a wide receiver. Right. Yeah. And actually, we'll we'll talk about this later. But the our needs match up pretty well with what this draft is loaded in: edge rushers and wide receivers. 
interior defense line is maybe not as deep, but it, those two positions are probably the two deepest by far. Yes, I yeah, I was gonna get to that uh, once we got to that side of the line, but yeah, yeah, I mean it's this draft is lining up perfectly, even though the Browns mm-hmm. don't have a first round pick, it lines up perfectly for their needs mm-hmm. because they don't have a first round pick, but don't the Browns still have like seven selections and like the or yeah, they have seven and, and three in the first a hundred picks. So see, it's bad. still not bad, not yeah. bad at all. Yeah, Thursday night on. Thursday night might be boring, but Friday night will be Friday. very entertaining. Yeah, you got three picks on Friday. Ooh. Man, oh. me and you will be busy Friday night. You'll be ready <laughs> and I'll be editing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so tight end. I don't think the Brown I mean, I guess if one falls to them, like that kid from Colorado State, which I don't think he will, if he falls to like the second pick that the Browns have. Right. They would take a tight end. I don't. I don't think they're going to draft one that high, if anything, because they have yeah. way other needs than drafting another tight end after getting. Um, wow, I cannot even think of the guy that they drafted. Harrison Bryant. Who, Harrison Bryant. I was thinking Bryant. I was thinking Des, Desmond Bryant. I was like, <laughs> I know it's not Desmond Bryant. Harrison Bryant. So offensive line. Um, you can never have too many good offensive linemen, whether it's starters or depth. Mm-hmm. Are there any? names that Browns fans should be keeping track of for offensive line for the Browns. You know what? So they have the two, they get the two guards already locked in. So I don't think guard is an issue. And they kind of dealt with the center position this off season too. Nick Harris is probably going to be the, the player at center. And then uh, Ethan Piotis, or I don't know how to pronounce his last name. But yeah, he's a he's a veteran backup. So I, I, it seems like the interior is pretty settled. Offensive tackle is probably the one that you want to maybe take a look at um, because Jack Conklin, I believe, is in his last year of his contract, and um, and he's dealt with so many injuries. Um, so maybe getting a developmental guy, go with James Hudson, um, kind of compete there. Um, in terms of names, I don't really. Nothing really pops out. Like it's not the greatest offensive tackle position. It's really good at the be at the top. Um, so I, I wouldn't. I would say they'd probably maybe take a look at them on day three somewhere later in there uh, because it's not it's not an immediate need. Um, based on it's they got two starters and they got don't forget that um what's his name what's the backup backup tackle's name. I can't think of it. He's a switch. Oh, I can't think of it. They re-signed him, and he was hurt why, last year. Why am I thinking Blake Hans, but it's not Blake Hans? No. Oh, my gosh. It's going to drive me nuts. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm out on this one because I honestly don't know. Because you already said James Hudson, too. Um, Let's see. I'll get it. All right. So Hold up. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> keep talking. Wait, so it's a backup lineman that you're thinking that's already on Chris the Hubbard. Chris Hubbard. Oh, yes. Yeah, I yes. should have known that. You're right. Yes. And then and then they got James Hudson. So <clears throat> the dust's not too bad. Um, obviously, you got to stay healthy, but we'll see. So let's switch over to the other side of the ball. Um, Man, I need to stop saying um. Damn it. <laughs> We're both Elmers. Miles Garrett, obviously, the Browns have are set at one defensive end spot. The second defensive end spot. Hopefully Jadavian, hopefully Jadavian Clowney is back. 
but I don't think whether he is back or not, I don't think that really affects what the Browns are going to do in the draft in terms of defensive end. Because if he's back, you have two starters, and then you use your rookie as like a third, just Mm -hmm. like give a breather guy and a development guy. And if he's not back, obviously you need a starting defensive end. So some names I know defensive end classes or edge rusher, I guess is what it's called now loaded like we mm-hmm. like you said like we said earlier um damn it there's um again who obviously some of the top ones will be gone uh aiden hutchinson will be gone javon walker will be gone they'll be gone pro- probably the top two picks thursday night um oregon's defensive end will be gone i can't even think of his name right now Kayvon thibodeau yeah thibodeau yes <laughs> who realistically if the Brown, it it seems to make sense, the most sense, I guess, that the Browns would either go wide receiver or edge rusher at forty four. If yeah. they were to go edge rusher at forty four, or with their second pick, which I do not even know the number, that's bad. I don't know their second pick. Forty four and it's in the sixties. Yeah. All right. So, who are some names that Browns fans should be keeping an eye on? Maybe. Get to know, I guess, um, in terms of possible guys that the Browns could draft, assuming that they'd be there. Like, it has to be realistic, obviously. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. So I have I have eight in the top fifty. So another stacked uh, position. Um, there's actually there's actually a name that would be a dream of mine. It's pretty much the he'd probably be the only guy I would, unless someone else unexpected gets um, out of the first round. Uh, George Carlifus um, from Purdue. He's been, there's been so many rumors lately now that he might fall out of the second or out of the first round. And he's number, he's number three on my edge rusher position rankings, which just shows you how, how high I, I love him. Um, I think he's a top 10 player. Um, he would be, he would be a home run, sort of like it's sort of like the JOK uh, pick last year, where he kind of fell out of the first round, and the and the Browns went up and got him. So if if that happens, that would be a dream. Um, he would probably be my top choice, um, given all the rumors. But um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of other ones. Um, let's see, we David Ajab, Ajabo from Michigan, kind of a unsung guy on on Michigan because the Aiden Hutchinson kind of overshadowed him uh, but he's he's really good he's probably one of the best uh speed rushers in in the in the draft here so it'll be it'll be interesting to see if he falls he, he's coming off an ACL tear uh I think an ACL tear um, I think it was his Achilles yeah Achilles yeah um but and, before you go on would that be sort of like a pick him but he's basically going to redshirt his rookie season right. pick. That's which that's, I mean I'm I don't mind it, especially if Clowney comes back. I am perfectly fine with that. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's that's definitely that's why that's the only reason why pretty much that he's coming he's going to be out of the first round most likely is because of that injury and because he's probably not going to play maybe till the middle of the year I would assume or maybe not at all I don't even I don't know what his progress is right now but yeah he's he would be a uh, kind of down the road guy kind of just getting that value Andrew Barry's very good at just getting the best player on the board no matter the no matter the position no matter the circumstances he'll go best player available and uh he would he would just definitely be up there um yeah it would be uh it'd be a great pick for him um i think a, a guy that we kind of forget about and going back to the offseason is chase winovich uh, he's he's the they traded for him for the Patriots, um, and he's uh, he's going to be a, a valuable guy because they really didn't have the past few years. We've had um, we had McKinley last year, but then once once he went down, it was it was rough 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 going, um, and it, just getting him, he's not he's not the most talented guy, but he's he's a quality. Backup contributor that could uh, that kind of settle the position down. Hopefully, they can get a starter here. Um, but yeah, it's those are two of the names: Ajabo and uh, Carlitas. So hopefully, hopefully one of them um, is Cleveland Brown. And Jabba, I'm fine with. He's a Michigan guy, but he is very good. Especially, yeah. I mean, he like you said, he'd be a top thirty pick if it wasn't for his torn Achilles. Mm-hmm. So I th- I think. I don't know. If he drops to 44, I'm all for that. And yeah. Carlifus, uh, I know some of the way for next year guys would love this. He is not sponsored by Chipotle, so I'm all about uh, drafting him, too. <laughs> yes. Speaking of, I know this is way off topic. Did you see his Chipotle order after he got sponsored by Chipotle? I think I, I, think I did. Was this like the triple something? Tri- triple steak, double white rice, and light <laughs> cheese. That's it. What a legend. <laughs> If you see how powerful Biggie is, you you would understand why. I didn't know why like that triple. I didn't I didn't know like triple meat was even like a possibility. I know. Like, how do we get that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back to back to the more important things. Other than yeah. that, Chipotle is the greatest ever. <laughs> Looking at you, Bodhi. Um <laughs> So we're done with defensive end. We. I know you touched on interior defensive line earlier. It's. Not obviously, I mean, it's going to be very tough to top defensive end edge rusher in this class because yeah. I mean, you said you have eight edge rushers in your top 50 and 10 wide receivers, so 18 of the 50 spots are taken up by two positions of yeah. need for the Browns, which is certainly a very, very good thing when you have pick 44. Yeah, interior defensive line. Um, demon, every time I say um, I'm gonna donate a dollar to something, <laughs> he. Are we looking for a? We're not really looking for a starter, are we? We're just looking for depth in the interior defensive line, correct? The it's kind of it's kind of up in the air because they they didn't sign the Malik's are both gone so far. Um, that I guess they're gonna rely on um, on their kind of young guys, um, Elliot and uh, um, Togi from Ohio State. They drafted last year. Um, and then they got Tavion, Tavon Bryan uh, this offseason, uh, which is one of my favorite guys in the a uh, few years ago's draft. So I, I kind of like his upside, but it, it's really, there's not really a big, like, for sure thing. So 
getting a starter type could be could be the way they go and uh 44 might be a might be the spot because uh usually usually interior defense alignment don't go super super high um especially this class doesn't really have an elite talent so uh 44 could be uh could be an option for interior defense line this class doesn't have an arnold aaron donald or aaron donald huh no, uh, no, no, not really. <laughs> All right, so we covered the defensive line. Linebacker, the Browns, I'm trying to think. JOK, who's where they're set? Oh, they have um, Phillips. Anthony Walker, Jacob Phillips. Yeah, they're set at linebacker. I don't think we do. Yeah. I mean, are there any guys that you could be like, hey, if this guy drops to like third, day three pick, I love him or no? Not even worry about I, I'm not a especially for this defense. I'm not a guy that wants to kind of load up on linebackers. I, I I'm actually very happy with what we got, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't pick any crazy. Who remember last year when we were like holy cow, <laughs> right. we have Mac Wilson and <laughs> Jacob Phillips. We need linebackers, tons yeah. of them, please. It's just so amazing. defensive backs. Yeah, wait, what do you say? Backs. It's just amazing that that JOK kind of kind of transformed that position. It. Exactly. Yeah. On a defensive back, so you can never have too many good ones. Denzel Ward. Actually, that's another thing. Denzel Ward's huge extension. Uh, five Mike. years, $105 million. It's the yeah. richest uh, contract in NFL history for a cornerback. Yeah. Good, yeah. good for him. No, don't yeah. represent no don't in Ohio yeah. very well. Um, yeah. I just donated a dollar again. Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams. Grant Delpit, uh, Ronnie Harrison's back on a one-year deal. Yeah, it's really Greg sad. Newsome. I mean, it, they're it, the Browns. The Browns have so much talent defensively. They just need like they just have a couple holes. But I yeah. guess cornerback or defensive backwise, maybe it's a starting good. safety, right? Maybe. I, I believe, want Ronnie like, Harrison to start. Well, you got John Johnson too, and you got holy cow! I forgot about John Johnson the third too. <laughs> I know. Holy cow! Like quarterback is absolutely loaded because you got you got obviously Dunsell, and then you got Newsom, who's coming off a really good rookie year. You have Greedy, who played really really well, and you have AJ Green, who played pretty well in 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 uh, situations, and you have Troy Hill. <laughs> so you have five, you have five really reliable corners. That you're not going to be scared to put on the fields, and safety you have you have the two starters. I think Grant Delpit's going to have a great year this year. I think he's the future of the of the safety position for uh, the Browns. And John Johnson, he played better as the season wore on. And then Ronnie, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Ronnie last year. He kind of struggled, but he's a good third guy to have. And uh, it's really I would. And then we were also drafted Richard account last year too. So it's kind of, it's kind of the, the secondary is kind of settled for me. It's, it's really, there's the Browns are in a, in a really kind of good position. They have, they have some clear needs and then besides those clear needs, it's they're, they're pretty well, they're really pretty well situated. It's defensive line. And it's wide receiver. Those are your top two pick. Top two. So uh, what Joe is saying is that expect the Browns to not use all of their picks this week. I would I would assume so, especially especially day three or day two, uh early day two. Uh in the third round they have two 
third uh, third round picks. So I, I, I would see – I think they might be aggressive on, on day two. Just kind of – if the guys fall the second round, I, I wouldn't – I wouldn't doubt uh, Andrew Barry would be aggressive to kind of use some of those picks to go up and grab uh, their guy. Yeah, and before we go any further, because I know we were looking for it earlier, the Browns have picks. Uh, shoot, that just came up now too. <laughs> they have picks forty four, seventy six, and ninety nine. I think is what it was before that ad came up. Yep. So yeah, I mean, maybe package those two that mid seventies and ninety nine pick and move up a few spots to low seventies. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I just. I mean, I know it's like an easy prediction to make, but I don't think the Browns use all of their picks. I, it would make no sense. You don't want to go one that young and two. I mean, like you said, you can never have too many good players, but outside of wide receiver, edge rusher, and interior defensive line, you're just looking for depth, honestly. I mean, maybe an offensive tackle you might like starting caliber in case Jack, Jack Conklin doesn't work out because I know – He's been suffering some – we're going through some brutal injuries the last couple of years. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how good this team is. Hopefully they can be. I'm not going to try to jinx anything because it is, in fact, the Cleveland Browns. But, <laughs> man, I, ho- I just hope at 44, just to make uh, Friday night early on interesting, I hope someone falls to the Browns. We're just like, holy cow, I can't believe you. Like, almost like – Almost like JOK last year. Yeah, everyone was like, "Oh yeah, JOK's fallen." I, by the way, I love draft coverage because, like, when a guy falls, they always make up a reason as to why he's falling. Like for oh, JOK, it was like his height. Like, really, if you can play football, you right. can play football no matter how big or. I mean, yeah, let's his, be honest. his his the the dumb reasoning was they do, the uh, defense coordinators won't know how to use them. Well, then you need to do a defense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if you don't know how to use a talent like JOK, then I think it's a defensive coordinator problem, not a pro- Time to player move on. <laughs> so we yeah. talked about all both sides of the ball. We would usually skip over punter, but we cannot skip over punter this year because I, although the Browns they did, did sign a they wait, did sign a quality one. They, they did signed, sign a quality yeah. one, but San Diego State's Matt Areza, I think yes. that's how you pronounce his name. Areza, yeah. Areza. He is a kicker converted to punter that can kick it seemingly like 70 yard punts like it's nothing. That's waiting for next year's Discord's draft love right there. <laughs> uh, Day, I think spoiler alert. Leading Matt. <laughs> spoiler alert. San Diego State punter Matt Areza is number one on Joe Gilbert's NFL draft <laughs> big board in case you want to go look at it. Also also on Dave's, I believe. <laughs> if <laughs> Dave doesn't do a big Dave doesn't even I, Dave I don't think he's ever written an article on waiting for next year. He just does Friday fumble. <laughs> Damn it, Dave. I'm surprised he hasn't written a, a weird comment in YouTube yet making fun of me. <laughs> but back to back to this Matt back to Matt Areza. Um would you want the Browns to use a draft pick on a punter, even if it is this guy? I would lean more towards kicker. Um, I'm actually kind of happy that they kind of got that Green Bay guy. Um, he's punted in cold weather, and he's and he's pretty he's pretty good overall. So yeah, I'm 
I if obviously if he keeps falling like in the fifth or sixth round or something, maybe you kind of kind of go for it. But wait, hold on, falling in the fifth. You think he's gonna go before the fifth round? Yeah, they're they're well. Oh, like they're, ow. They're, they're saying fifth round. I think so. We'll see. That, oh, that's man, what I can't that's wait for the. I cannot wait for the Detroit Lions to take him in the fourth round. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the draft range. It's usually around the fifth round for an elite punter like that, and uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, yeah I, for a specialist, I would go kicker. Um, there's a few good ones like Cade York from LSU, so we'll see. But I, I just don't want to go with Austin Cyber. Or what is this? Oh, God, not Austin Cyber. That shows how that shows how <laughs> bad we got. That shows I how bad. I would rather have Austin Cyber. Honestly, uh, he did well last year in Arizona, didn't he? True. Yeah. We have Chase McLaughlin, by the way, who Chase, was an yes. he was the All Pro kicker for first eight games of last year, and then the final yeah. nine games he was one of the worst in the league. <laughs> Yes, it was an up and down season, as you can, <laughs> to say the least. Yes, yes, I absolutely agree. Somehow I guess... we need to somehow we need to kidnap Justin Tucker and put him in brown and orange. Oh my gosh! Imagine being a Ravens fan and having a kicker that you can rely on week in and week out. Really, from you, fifty-five uh, yards in. Like, imagine just getting to the forty-yard line and know, okay, I got at least three points. <laughs> That's that like that makes things so much easier for the offensive coordinator if you think about it, and the quarterback. Right. It takes so much, it alleviates so much pressure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just have to get the forty-yard line. That's oh, fine. Let's can do that. And finding the next Justin Tucker—that is literally what this the next <laughs> ten drafts are all about. Yeah, Cade York. <laughs> wow. You heard it here first. Joe Gilbert just called Cade York from LSU the next Justin Tucker. I don't know about that, but <laughs> I don't think so. There we is recap the draft. <laughs> I guess we didn't really recap the draft. We previewed the draft. Preview. But if you could have, and oh man, this is asking a lot out of you. You don't. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Your perfect three top three selections for the Browns. On date on Friday night, day two of the NFL draft. Who position, would they be? Players, actual player or and or position. Like if okay. you just want to go like forty four, you want it to be a wide receiver, and just give me like a couple guys. Or if you just have one, that's realistic. I feel like your seventy pick is going to be George Carlafis, but he probably won't be there at seventy in the seventy. No, it would be forty four. Yeah. So, so those types of guys. I know, like you said, Pickens and Skymore mm. and Carlafis, those would be 44, but who? Yeah, just give me like your perfect scenario for the okay. day two. I would I would say Ed Rusher would probably be my top choice for 44. And as I wow. noted, yeah, as I noted earlier, I, I think Ajabo and Carlafis, if, if one of those fall, I hope that Browns be aggressive and go, go get one of them. Um, that would, that would be a you kind of that would just kind of hit a home run already. Um, the rest of the draft would be obviously important, but that would be just a hell of a start. Um, not having a first round pick and getting a first round talent would be pretty impressive. Uh, for the third round, um, I I really think they end up just taking one, they just having one pick because I think they're going to be aggressive. And uh, I would probably lean towards receiver. Um, that would probably be a good 
good spot for some of the receivers that kind of fall down the board a little bit. Um, Name-wise, um, I don't know. Dotson from uh, Penn State might fall because he's not the best athlete in the world. Give me him, yeah, please. Oh, I don't think he falls all the way to seventy-eight because I've seen some actors have him in like the top forty. But yeah. man, if he even if he falls to mid sixties, yeah. Andrew Barry, do whatever you can, trade up and get that right. dude. Yeah, he he's got great hands. Um, he he just seemed like he he just kind of beat the crap out of Ohio State a lot. <laughs> it seemed like. And uh, yeah, he would be a, a perfect every form. not to interrupt you, but every single guy that you've mentioned so far that you want with these picks has beat the crap out of Ohio State, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, uh, Christian Watson is another one, and and Alex Pierce uh, would be another one for him. Christian Watson's Christian. from North Dakota State, he's kind of a he's, freak, he's, yeah. He he's kinda, the guy that if like, you ever that's the guy, just the look up his highlights. It looks like a high school film because he's playing against like I don't know what's what is that D two or one double A or whatever. That's the thing. Like, yeah, he he could be really good, and I like I'm mm-hmm. not taking anything away from like Division one double A, but he's yeah. also going up against Division one double A players right. all the time. And if he was that good, why didn't he transfer to D one? I I don't know. I'm not I'm not going to talk crap about a college kid just because right. yeah, especially because he was really good, but. It's hard is, yeah. to watch tape right. and see like, oh, he's dominating freaking some right. guy that literally isn't going to play a down of football the rest of his life. <laughs> right. So the the thing about like evaluating those kind of guys is you kind of you kind of a lot of people have said this is you kind of don't want to you don't want to look like know where the guy is on the field. You want to he wants to pop out, so he should pop out immediately. And he, he does that every time. <laughs> so he'd be an interesting one. And then Alex Pierce from uh, Cincinnati is another guy. Um, big guy. Uh, pretty athletic. He, he did the combine was pretty good for him. Um, and he's uh, he'd be a good guy for him, too. To eat, and before we go further, to recap the draft, the Browns have seven picks. Obviously not the first round pick, but they have pick number 44 in the second round. Picks number 78 99 in the third round, which me and Joe both think that they will not end up with both of those picks. So they'll either trade one for next uh, pick next year or package those together and move up. Pick 118 in the fourth round, pick 202 in the sixth, and picks 223 and 246 in the seventh. So out of those seven picks, I would, if I were to do an over under, I'd say that they make five selections tops. That's a good over. I'd put the over under at four and a half. Oh, four and a half. I would I would take the over on that one. You but, take the over? Yeah. I would do five and a half as the as kind of the over under. Okay. It'll be interesting. To see. I guess that makes they have, sense. They have two seventh rounders. I really I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they do not take two seventh rounders. <laughs> but yeah. then if you but you also said that they'd package those two third rounders right. for this. That brings you down to five already. That's true. It'll be interesting to see because obviously the Deshaun Watson trade um, kind of mortgaged some of the draft picks in the future. So you could definitely see the Browns if obviously if their board doesn't kind of fall the way they want, um, maybe trade it for an, a next year pick. Usually, if you trade for a next year pick, um, that the value of that pick like you can get a higher pick 
than what you're trading. So um, just well, think pre- that might happen. Projecting it to be or right. predicting it to be higher. You're right. assuming that that team's going to be worse than they were this year. Right. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, it we just to close it out. Just uh, in terms of it, kind of be interesting to see. Um, in terms of the t- tight end and wide receiver, um, we we've been known like. Stefanski loves uh, having two t- more than double tight ends on the field and all that, but we've never seen a we've never seen him with an elite quarterback um, with this, and we have one now in Deshaun Watson. So I, it's going to be interesting to see how <clears throat> that changes. Like, do they go more uh, more wide receiver centric uh, options out there, and that could change their draft plan. So. It'll be interesting to see how that uh, kind of affects it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you are. The the Browns haven't had an elite quarterback since 99, and Kevin right. Stefanski has never had an elite right. quarterback, it's, at least as a head coach. Maybe right. Kirk Cousins back in the day was close to elite, but he was never Deshaun Watson level, okay, for all of you Kirk Cousins lovers. Isn't, that the, isn't it always the question, is Kirk Cousins elite? <laughs> That's always he's, he's like the Jeff Fisher of coaches. We're like he'll he'll always be at least average, right? Right. He's like he's literally he's like the he's like the measuring stick. Are you better than him? Or are you worse? Like if you're worse than him, then you should be replaced. If you're better than him, then you're a, you're a top quarterback probably. Yeah, I, yeah. I like, like I like our comparisons. Like he's the <laughs> average guy. Like he's like I know in Jeff B, Fisher was eight, they say eight, like. Man. Yeah, if you want to go eight and eight, hire a freaking Jeff Fisher. I'd take Jeff Fisher ninety nine percent of the time for the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I think I mean I don't know how we're forty five minutes in. We recapped most of the Brown season or Browns off season. Obviously, we got into the Deshaun Watson stuff right when it happened with me, you, me, Joe, and Craig. We did like an emergency podcast. Um. Amari say, Cooper, Dearness Johnson, yeah. go, go on. I would just say, uh, enter, uh, like, obviously, sometimes if the draft board falls for, uh, some other way and they don't get anybody, I think free agency is going to be still pretty big for uh, the Browns afterwards. Um, you obviously have Jadavion Clowney um, out there. I, I still believe he might be in their cards for him. Um, but also just like interior defensive line wide receiver. So if they, if they don't, if you just kind of things to watch, if they don't get like uh, one of their top picks to fill these needs, free agency, I think is definitely a, a big option for them. And they've been kind of wiping away uh, cap room for this season. 
which is insane. Thinking of all the moves that they did this offseason, they kind of cut cut some room. Um, so it'll be uh, that's just something to keep an eye on while you're watching the draft because there's there's definitely things to that can they can do after it to improve the roster. Yeah, and speaking of improving the roster, I know Jarvis Landry is basically down to the Browns and the Saints. Basically, yeah, yeah, either to go home or stay with the Browns. There's been nothing about that visit that he had in New Orleans, which is weird. I think that happened last weekend or the weekend prior. If you were to be a, if you were to bet on who, what colors Jarvis Landry will be wearing next season, (laughs) who would you say? I would say black and white, whatever whatever their colors are. Black and what, gold. What are they? What colors? Are they? Black, black, black and gold. Black and gold. Sure. Technically, they, they are white. black and. I think they have yeah. white. <laughs> but when you say Saints, I was thinking gold. At least gold to start off with. Drew so you Green's think he's going to the Saints? <laughs> yeah, you think I, he's I going think home? Yeah, I, I just don't. I think there's just better options for the Browns uh, draft wise and. it's another thing you have to think about is the quarterback, like we have a quarterback that can actually wipe away holes. (laughs) Like we didn't have that the past, what, 25 years. Um, We do now, right? (laughs) Back to, back to. um, Honestly, we haven't, I'm 31. I think you're about, you're, how old are you? 31. Yep. We haven't had that in our lifetime. Back to autogram. I know the Bernie people will attack me on that. Yeah, but. my bad. So we have had it in our lifetime, but not that I can remember because I do not remember watching those guys. Right. Yeah. So it, it's just uh, it's something to keep an eye on is Deshaun Watson is such a – like look at the guys that he had the past few years. He had Deshaun, he had Hopkins, and then who the hell else can you name on that on that offense? <laughs> like. Um. <laughs> Cecil Shorts Jr. No, <laughs> Cecil Shorts the third, Mount Union grad. Yeah, and the one guy that you actually can think of is Will Fuller, and he's still out there. So just a name to keep an eye on too. So I, I, I don't see Jarvis being here. Speaking of Will Fuller, he's a deep threat. Obviously, the Brown you can never have too yeah. many deep threats. Even if he literally makes one catch a game, <laughs> he's still going to make the defense worry. Yeah. Just give his speed right. and his deep threat ability. And another name I know. Uh, it surfaced late last week, I think, because Deshaun uh, Deshaun Watson put on a trip. Deshaun Jackson, he would be a very cheap, possibly a deep threat for the Browns. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if the Browns sign either Will Fuller or Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. The problem with Jackson is, well, actually, both of them, they, they just haven't been able to stay healthy. Like, and all they literally do, all, all they'll have to do for the Browns is literally just run 100 meter sprints. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. So, before we wrap this up, any final thoughts? I We don't have anything tentatively scheduled yet, but Joe and I will probably be back with another Browns cast to wrap up, to wrap up the draft early next week, probably either Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And yeah. My final, I guess I'll, I, I hope the Browns, I don't know. It's hard because like they don't have a first round pick. So it's hard to get like, really, I'm really excited for Friday night just to see yeah. what Andrew Barry and company does. I, I cannot wait 
to see who drops to 44. You know, at least one player is going yeah, to. And it, it happens every athletic. year. It happens yeah. every year. And that, I know I said this earlier. Don't worry about what ESPN or whatever channel you watch the NFL draft on, whether it's NFL Network, ESPN, ABC, whatever it is. If a good player falls to 44, it will most likely not be like, holy cow, this guy dropped. It'll be why the guy dropped. Yeah. Like we said earlier, JOK, it was because of his size. Yeah. NFL uh, defensive coordinators might not know how to use them. Right. Well, DK hey, yeah, 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 that ended up being an incredible pick. Yeah. Late, wait, early second round, right? I wasn't he early second round. It was late. I think he was late second round. It was, Whatever, yeah, it was a like, second round pick, and he yeah. shouldn't have been a second round pick. Yeah. He, we had him going in the first round, and he drafted the third round. round. So just was, always yeah. just be prepared for someone to drop and be there for the Browns. And NFL reporters to downplay why you dropped. That's yes. my final thoughts. Joe, yeah. do you have any final thoughts? I think though my one big prediction is I think Baker is gone on day two. That's my prediction. <laughs> For like a fourth or fifth round pick. Yeah. And so probably the, the Browns would have to eat like half the salary too, right? Which yeah, which is fine. They have enough cap for this season. That's um, pocket change for Jimmy. <laughs> it does. Um, yeah, it's the team that I keep going back to is Carolina. Um, they don't have any picks until the fourth round, I think, after their first pick, which is pretty terrible for a terrible team. <laughs> <laughs> that is so Browns of them. Remember when people used to talk about the Browns like that? I remember, yeah, I remember when. Uh, we traded Sean Rogers or whatever. Put that we, on we, a freaking... we didn't have like a first round. We didn't have like a first two picks. <laughs> breaking tea. I know you sponsor some of our podcasts, and you're more than welcome to sponsor ours too. Um, please put that on a shirt. The they are terrible. Wait, what did you what did you say? They are <laughs> they terrible, have... and they have terrible. I what did you say? Shoot, I forget now. They have terrible picks, and they are a terrible team. <laughs> yes, they have terrible picks, and they're a terrible team. The yeah. Browns from 1999 to 2017. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think something like fourth, fourth, fourth round pick, fifth round pick, and we'll probably have to pay half or even more of the salary. But, yeah, I think it's day okay, two. Jimmy. I know. Day two, I think uh, the Baker saga is finally over. Man, I'd... what's Brown Twitter going to do when Baker actually isn't a Brown anymore? <laughs> I don't know. That's what crazy. are we going to have spaces about? I just have to say, we, we went 50 minutes and didn't talk about Baker until 50 minutes. <laughs> Technically speaking, we did talk about about him earlier when we talked about the Panthers. True. Man, I just, man, let's just pour one out right now for Brown's Twitter when Baker, if, <laughs> not even, not even if, when Baker gets traded this weekend. I, I legitimately think, though, it's not an if. It is a when. I think it's going to happen either if, no, it's going to happen Friday night, I think. Maybe Saturday, but probably not. Yeah. But that's another yeah. thing, too. If it happens Friday night, is it for this year's pick, you think? Or is it for next year's pick? That, that's another, yeah. That, if it's next year, I think it would be a higher pick, I would assume. So, we'll see. Not if I, it's, I, not if it's well, Carolina, yeah, it will be a higher pick. Yeah. Because, like you said, a terrible team with terrible draft picks, so yeah. it doesn't it doesn't go up from there. And a court and a coach that's going to get fired next year. That's another thing too. Actually, I wanted to bring it up when we were talking Baker Mayfield to Carolina. 
Matt Rule is gonna get fired if the if the Panthers aren't good right. this year, correct? So yeah, how so, can you lean on Sam Darnold or a rookie right. to not get you fired? Right. Yeah, and that's the that's why I, I think that's why I also think Seattle is a, another possibility because I don't think they're I don't think Pete Carroll's gonna get fired or anything, but he's he's really he's he's I think the oldest coach out there, I think. And I hey, I really don't think he wants to coach a rookie through this. The so. Seahawks the Seahawks did just pick Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson, if we're being honest. <laughs> right. Right. So, so he's there for the long haul. <laughs> Even though he's like I think he's eighty that's, or seventy or eighty years. Yeah, he is up there he's by the way. Really old. I I'm looking I hope DK I don't think it'll be the Browns, but I hope DK Metcalf gets traded this weekend. Just yeah. to, just for some chaos. <laughs> just so just so he doesn't have to rely on Drew Luck. <laughs> Drew Luck. Oh jeez. From Russell Wilson to Drew Luck. <laughs> Let's pour one out for the Seattle Seahawks fans. Drew too. Luck. Yeah. Man, what a freaking downgrade that is. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Drew Locke is literally his best highlight in his NFL career so far is him dancing while sitting on the bench on the sidelines. So that shows you all he, that tells you all you need to know about his NFL career thus far. <laughs> it should I think this I think this offseason has been just crazy anyways, and I don't I think it might continue this uh this weekend. So it should be a fun one. I hope it does. We need some madness. Yeah. Especially because the Browns will most likely be out of it because yeah. they're going to trade Baker, but it won't really be madness. Maybe on Browns yeah. Twitter it will be because most of Browns Twitter won't know what to talk about once Baker Mayfield's not a Cleveland Brown anymore. But right. I don't think – I mean, it's expected, so it's not really madness. Yeah. Unless he, like, gets traded. I don't know. What can make it madness if he gets traded to, like – tra- Traded for, like, a first-rounder or something. That would never – although – Hey, never say never, because Trent Richardson did get traded for a first-round pick back in the day. <laughs> never say never. The Detroit Lions are still in the NFL. Can we <laughs> can we make Bill O'Brien a GM again, and then like literally Seriously, pay for we, his how job? do we get that? To, yeah, how do we get that to happen? Do, and Bill O'Brien would trade a first-round. How do we pick get him? Or? Yeah, how do we get him to go to Detroit this weekend to be the GM? Man, Baker Mayfield, Matthew I Stafford. Think, that's no, not that. My bad. Baker Mayfield. I can't. I just made fun of the Super Bowl champion. Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff. What a freaking quarterback room. <laughs> what? What? A, that would have been funny. That would be really funny. <laughs> the Lions keep trading for the the team, the quarterback that the team doesn't want. Yeah, the, they keep trading just to collect draft picks. They literally eat salary <laughs> just to get draft picks. Hey, we did that with uh, Osweiler, and it, it worked out. That's, that's, that's Nick Chubb, right? Man, Brock Osweiler. Holy cow. Was it Nick Chubb? I don't know. I'm I still stuck so. on the fact that the Browns drafted Justin Gilbert, and then that literally, if you want to be depressed, sorry, and maybe I shouldn't make you depressed as a Browns fan, go to the draft that Justin Gilbert was picked and look at, like, the 10 picks after Justin Gilbert. If Literally, if the Browns would have drafted any of the 10 guys after him, including Aaron Donald, Life would be yeah. so much better. It's just crazy how stacked that draft was in the top 15. And the Browns took Justin Gilbert. Yeah. Let's not go back to this time. <laughs> Let's end on a happy Thank note. Thank goodness we have Andrew Barry in that. I don't even know who the GM was back then, to be honest with you. I have no idea. That was like five GMs ago. Is that Ray Farmer? 
I think it might have been. <laughs> Did he text in the pick? That'd be the that'd be the go to. <laughs> oh man! All right, so we somehow are almost on here for an hour. Anything else, Joe? Any other final, final, final thoughts? No, I think it's it's just going to be kind of weird uh, without a first round pick, but it's going to be a fun uh, weekend. It's always it's in Vegas too. We, so. That's true. I man, I could only imagine how packed Vegas is going to be Thursday night. Holy oh cow. my god! And all weekend. I mean, Vegas is always packed, but always packed. now with the NFL draft there, plus, I mean, last year no one. I guess people could go see the NFL draft because it's in Cleveland. But there were COVID restrictions. I'm assuming Vegas probably doesn't have any restrictions. One, because it's Vegas, and two, because they're not going to lose money like that. It will just be interesting to see mm-hmm. how many people are in Vegas. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Should be fun. Though. And uh, wait, are they doing it where like they like boat them out in like the, the middle of the? Oh yeah. my god! The All right, here's the hoping one person, one boat capsizes, and like someone has to swim to the stage or something. Not drown. <laughs> I did not say drown. Just swim. Just get wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, not okay. My bad. I should have said boat capsizes. That's bad. But like something happens, where like just like something crazy happens. It slowly, everyone slowly sinks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So I know me and Joe, Joe and I haven't been on here in months. We will be back with you next week, though. Early next week, I'm assuming. Talking, recapping the draft, recapping probably a Baker trade, man. I feel bad for some of you on Brown Twitter once Baker gets traded. Um, yeah, and we'll be back with you for as usual. If you're joining us live, we appreciate it. I know we had a comment from Joe Gilbert. Is he a senior or is he just Joe Gilbert, your dad? He's Joe. I'm Joseph. Oh, it's weird like that. From from the Joe Gilbert. I'll call him the Joe Gilbert. <laughs> the and if you yeah, if you tune into us live, we appreciate it. If you're listening to us, wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or the thousands of other places that you can listen to podcasts, we appreciate that as well. And we'll be back with you probably Monday or Tuesday of next week to recap the Browns draft and uh, most likely Baker Mayfield trade. Until then, go Browns. Go Browns. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains, will discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting, and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.